As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, hey there, ding-dongs. How's it going? Kevin Goatee here, gutting the sacred cow. This week's episode is the fan submission winner, and that is George Newman. You may remember him from last year when he did Commando. This year, he attacks every 80s baby who thought it was a cool idea to run around and yell, Wolverines! That's right, George hates Red Dawn. Oh, Who happens to be the co-host this week? Why, Bill Schultz had to answer the call when he heard that Red Dawn was being assailed. Can George Newman just stamp out that Red Dawn Wolverine insurgents? Let's find out. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Guest host. Oh, making it. He's squatting on this show now. Bill Schultz. Hey, pal. What Thanks for having me. Listen, everyone loves you. Why? I don't know. I guess they have uh, a, you're their, uh, those squatty, I guess, or favorite homeless guy. That's not too threatening. What film is that from? You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Oh my God. I do know this. Oh no, 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 no. Um, Oh, uh, uh, I'm killing, I'm killing valuable airtime here. I do know this. Um, George, take a stab at it while I'm thinking. George Newman is our Cutting the Sacred Cow second time audience winner last year doing I Commando. And then, George, do you know what film that quote is from? I want to. I, I definitely want to see uh, Bill Schultz's heart explode when I say this. Yes. Django Unchained. Yes, sir. I actually was going to say Wall Street. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I got look, guys. Considering what we're talking about today, I got Charlie Sheen on the brain. Uh, but 
I was watching Pulp Fiction for the eight thousandth time last night. I go, I want to throw a Pulp Fiction. I was Fiction too. Book. It was I, on T. Was on TNT. No, uh, I, 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 I booted up for my own library. Uh, I go, I want to throw it out here, but I know he's going to nail it, even like an off the beaten path one. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the best movie review movie debate podcast out there, where guests pick a film they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. But here's a twist: the film must meet one of these criteria. Why they beloved, critically acclaimed or a financial success. We're giving those with unpopular opinions regarding our most popular f- uh, films a platform. Today, George has won the contest because he picked a film that I n- immediately knew would anger certain people. And again, all I have to do is just whisper into Bill Schultz's ear certain films, and like the bat signal, he appears in a moment's instant. <laughs> George has selected the 1984 classic, Red Dawn. A budget at the time of 17 million bucks, a box office gross of 38 Sorry. million, barely uh, over 100% ROI. Turn that into 2023 money, $49.9 million budget, 111.7 gross. Oh, good. Fair. Let's get into the weeds a little. IMDb, as we know, scale one through ten with decimal points. George, what do you think Red Dawn scored? Is is this critic review of IMDb or just IMDb? IMDb, yeah. Right, uh, next. Uh, six point eight. Six eight. Bill Schultz. You know, you know my strategy. Since George did <laughs> six point eight, I'm going to go seven. Well, you went the wrong way. Six point three. Oof. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Try to too much credit. Now, Rotten Tomatoes critics, one through 100, as we all know. Bill Schultz, swing away. Critics, oh, gosh. Uh, those dirty liberals are going to do 60. 60. George I'm Newman. Saying, I'm saying lower. I don't think the critics like this very much. I'm going to say 55. 52. Oh, I never do fucking do well at this. You kill uh, the quote. You kill quotes, but you suck at the the prices right game. Uh, I was bad at the quote today. Back at you on the audience score, Bill. What did the audience give Red Dawn? Uh, 80%. George Newman. 77. 65. Oh, damn. I hate you, George. <laughs> Quotes, don't cry. Hold it back. Also, what I Bill- had that. I had that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> ironically, that's also what Bill Schultz says when he kidnaps a 17-year-old runaway right after he ties him up and starts reciting kicker guard to him. Allegedly. <laughs> We have similar hobbies. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, the other obvious one, avenge me, <laughs> which I have a problem with this line because he says, hey, guys, I'm not going to die. So why is he yelling to be avenged if he's not going to die, if he's going to see his boys again? Yeah, what shut up. You just told us to leave. <laughs> what an amazing cameo. Because really, that's the only time he's on camera the entire movie. But, oh, boy. Let's go to my guest, George Newman. Do any quotes jump out at you? Oh, God. Wolverines. <laughs> I left that one for the obvious. Y- yelled, yelled out by every virgin that exists on this planet. We live here. Patrick Swayze is such a cool. 
Oh, a, a puss. I know he's dead. I know you're not supposed to disrespect him. All right, him. P. Fuck him. <laughs> Wait a minute. Point Break is an American cinematic masterpiece. I will not have that be smirched on this very podcast. Agreed. Bill, Bill, are you wearing any kind of, uh, as you've been known to, are you wearing any kind of Red Dawn apparel to match the theme? I, I, I have, like, all of the, like, fleece-platted um, jean jackets and shit that they were wearing. But I'd reference this, and this is a year after um 1984 but i'd reference this when we did um uh caddyshack and i never actually wore it so i this is just for you kev oh you wore that before and i love it <laughs> he's wearing a mayor goldie wilson shirt from back to the no I, I teased it but i never actually wore it and oh. then i have one more thing for you oh i know what this is you, and i haven't opened it yet <laughs> it's still the rapper wait i should have said it correctly mayor goldie wilson May I like the sound of that and he actually does this with his yes. lapels. Yeah, uh, that he wasn't wearing. Yeah. But there you go. I got my Bushwoods hat now. That's classic. Mine's I still a can't believe one. someone tried to gut Caddyshack. Like Did you listen to that episode, oh, George? Oh, dude, it was painful to listen. Did you to hate lo hate listening to Race to Canis? The only thing I thought was hilarious when he was talking about how Danny Newman lived in Phil Rivers' house. Oh yeah, that was a great. <laughs> oh, that was the line of the day. That I had to get was, that was like that. That was forgiveness right there. Mm -hmm. Five. But, oh, by the way, appropriate to the movie, this is a 1910 com South Carolina commies hat. Um, and they, that was short for the commissioners. And it was before commies was a bad name and they quickly changed it. But it's Bill, still I'm, I'm so yeah. thankful, Bill, that you have, always have an hour and change to give to us on this podcast. And when you're not knocking down a, a, a line around the block of pussy, it's amazing that you can carve time out for me. Uh, quick question. What's pussy? <laughs> we can talk afterwards. Yeah. Uh, See Craigslist back pages or Bill's <laughs> dumpster. Five fun facts. After, movie, after the movie was released in 1984, the National Coalition on Television Violence deemed Red Dawn, quote, the most violent movie ever made. They said it contained 134 acts of violence an hour and rated it X. This summer's Amazing. Releases, the summer's releases are the most violent in the history of the industry, averaging 28 and a half violent acts an hour, the coalition said. They also gave X ratings to, do you fellows want to take a guess what else they gave an X to? What I it, think it you'll had get. to be in 1984? Yes, 1984. Oh my gosh! One, one I thought was easy that I want to go. Really? Wow! Oh wait, uh, nine and a half weeks. No, good guess. That was I think that was eighty six without looking. Oh, um, I could I be wrong. I couldn't tell you, man. The one I knew, one I was pretty like that makes perfect sense, and I actually I, th I think I knew it was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. They would rate that X because of the heart. But, they, but that was before that made PG thirteen. This was the first PG thirteen movie, right? Yeah. right and then. And the second film, are you ready for this? That got an X rating initially, Gremlins. Both of those movies oh, the PG thirteen. No, Gremlins was PG. No, I know, but both of those movies were the reason the PG thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm totally yeah. Gremlins, we just did Gremlins a few months ago. Boy, that was some weak shit. Like, are you serious? Giving that an even an X? You don't see them eating anybody. That flummoxed. And also, like nine nine percent, ninety percent of the blood was green, coming yeah, right. from the Gremlins. You know, it wasn't that violent. 
Number two, John Milley has bought the screenwriter uh, off from an USC class. He said, I brought the writer in and said, this isn't going to be easy for you to take because, you know, you're kind of full of yourself, but I'm going to take this and make it into my own movie, and you're just going to have to sit back and watch it, and it may not be too pleasant. Milley has told Creative Screenwriting, my advice is take the money you have and spend it on a young girl. Enjoy getting laid and write another script because this isn't going to be fun to watch. He sounds like this is a cuckolding porno. He's like, listen, I'm going to bang out your wife. And you're going to watch. You're not going to like it, but I'm going to give you a few hundred bucks to buy some cab fare and some dinner on the way home. Dude, I did a deep dive on John Milius. He is a fucking interesting dude. <laughs> he is. He, 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 I, he, they, they broke the mold with him. Mm. He, he wrote the first two Dirty Harry movies. I didn't know that. I just know he did Conan, and it was a uh, it was a it oh was yeah a big old yeah. to do about Conan. Helped write uh, Apocalypse Now, and yep. he was a Jewish surfer. And then for a while, he went to private school in Colorado, which is why he based the movie there. Although, as you guys both know, they never say Colorado once. No, I, like when I was when I was watching, I thought it was like in the Dakotas because there's so much Theodore Roosevelt <laughs> shit. Yeah, um, I I was very well. We'll get to it. Number three, Sway. I'm gonna call him the Sways because you know, Brody. Come on. Thank you. Yeah. Ended up with frostbite. C. Thomas Howell had a different perspective on the cold temperatures. Quote: You know it's cold when you're forced to spoon. Charlie Sheen. He said that's what we were forced to do: huddle together and pretend we liked each other. <laughs> it sounds like everyone at Charlie Sheen's relationships. Yeah. Spooning Charlie Sheen. Meanwhile, Charlie Sheen is just laying the spoon uh, and then taking it from there during the set, during the production. Jennifer Grey, number four, did not like Patrick Swayze at all during filming because she was constantly bossed around by him, who went mm. all method on in Red Dawn, staying in character as the leader of the Wolverines, both oh. off camera. Year, I didn't know. I didn't. Pre, I didn't pick him as to be one of those kind of assholes. Years later, once it became clear that he would be working together on Dirty Dancing, a reportedly tearful Gray allegedly begged the filmmakers to cast anyone but Swayze as her co-star. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I heard that. Sorry. Can you imagine? Sure. Charlie Sheen as the dance instructor in the Catskills. I mean, as long as he doesn't punch me in the face and rape me and give me AIDS. Uh-oh. Spoiler. <laughs> well, I remember they had a great scene, and it was Charlie Sheen's cameo on Ferris Bueller. Right. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, they've got some history besides Red Dawn. Last one, number five, a 1984 press junket reportedly saw Leah Thompson and Jennifer Grey express anxiety about the film's leanings, with the two actors keen to distance themselves from its right-wing right associations. The Sways, meanwhile, argue that the film was more than the will to survive and the power of the human spirit rather than politics. Charlie Sheen, however, bluntly declared, quote, I am fed up with the Soviets. If they ever walked in, I'd be armed and ready. He also mocked his liberal father, Martin Sheen, jeering, my father is such a goddamn activist, he thinks he's effing Gandhi. This <laughs> <laughs> is one of the better war movies of all time. He's like, oh, my dad's a liberal. I was like, yeah, whatever, who cares? <laughs> his dad's cutting himself with glass in the mirror, high on heroin, and then almost having a heart. Did he have a heart attack during the film? He did have a heart attack. I, I yes. remember that, yeah. Also yeah. done on this very podcast of uh, apocalypse now now it's time for the fans to get in and that's how george got here he's a fan that jumps in all the time in ask a gutter at bango 2331 what's more absurd about red dawn that the russians would care about that podunk 
crappy town or the scene where one of the kids is shooting quote unquote a german while the slide of the pistol is locked back because it's empty parentheses i will never forget that moment by the way bango oh, happens, to be, happens to be a cop so he's gonna have an eye for that kind of yeah thing. that's why he uh, basically just like talked about the gun the slide i mean that's some attention that's some like star trek asking captain kirk why the door didn't make a noise when it opened shit <laughs> fair but he's also true about the Germans in that podunk town, as I'll get to that in my notes section as well. Mm-hmm. At, at Newark Knight, he wants to know, George, are the kids that fight the Russians the right kids for the job? Or would you prefer different ones taking on a task like this? <laughs> different kids? No. I, 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 cast is fine. I, I, I can't really yeah. see anybody else at the time joining the Wolverines. I mean, they were all unknown in general at the time anyway. I would love to see the Saved by the Bell cast try and fight the Russians. <laughs> I want to see Zach. <laughs> I want to see Zach Morris try and load a bazooka, and then and then Slater d- try and dance away while the Russians have a tank staring them down in their sights, and then Screech <laughs> being fired out of that tank like a missile. Of course, the trigger being pulled by none other than Lisa Turtle. You see what she looks like now? Yeah. She looks like she oh. ate a mortar. <laughs> stung by a thousand bees in her face. And then jumped up and down with a side that says Acme. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, next one at Nemorovsky for Red Dawn. What is your favorite over the top America fuck yeah movie? Oh, dude, you just said it, man. Team America, World Police. I mean, come on. All right. <laughs> That's the other top fuck you movie. Hmm. No, um, I don't think there is one. That's a better oh, well, oh, you know, oh, come on. I, I, think, I, have I, I think this one was brought on Rocky Four. Rocky Four is that. And, and like that, this one started all of this in the 80s, I think. And Rocky Four, uh, became what Red Dawn was initially. I'll even I agree completely. And that was my one of my two answers. My other answer was another Stallone film called Rambo First Blood Part Two. Yes, sir. <laughs> especially yes, sir. especially when he goes in there and he just goes, you get them out, all of them. I'm coming back to get you. <laughs> you Although, remember... You love this country it, as much as we yeah, love it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Although, remember, in the third one, he's fighting Afghanistan, and that's before they fucked us over. They fucked the Russians over. So there's also, like, the Rocky Three, er, I'm sorry, the Rambo Three situation there, too. He's fighting that guys that we ended up fighting 20 years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironically, let's also not forget a little film called The Delta Force. Chuck Norris. Ah, I never saw that. It's terrible. Yeah, thank you. Well, you, you had me in Chuck Norris. Yeah, of course. Uh, no. Chuck Norris is awesome, man. I, he's. I mean, look, he can bench press the world, but uh, you know, from the my they say, one, the grass, they say the grass is greener on the other side unless Chuck Norris has been there. <laughs> the grass is full of teeth and blood. I went to all. I went all around Europe, but I forgot. Was this in Rome? It might have been. I forgot. I was one of the cities, and my buddy. I followed his blueprint. I stayed where he stayed and did all this. A lot of stuff. The only thing he didn't do that I did was go to Cinque Terre. Anyway, one of the bars at the hotels I stayed at. There was a drink called the Chuck Norris Roundhouse Kick to the Face. And he said, whatever you do, you're going to say, that wasn't that bad. He goes, after one, you're going to start feeling it. He said, if you go for two, 
it, by the way, it had, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking. Um, I was going to say, what's in it? Do you know what's in it? Oh God, I'm blanking on the name of it. The green stuff with, the, with oh, all the absinthe. Oh, absinthe. It absinthe. Yeah. I did one. I go, whoa. He goes, you do too? And he goes, you're eating floor. He was like, don't do two. Don't be a tough guy. I go, all right. One was enough. So yeah. It's an aptly named drink. And I think that's going to close up. This was a light ask a gutter. Yeah, sure was. Wow. Last time I did Commando, somebody asked if I hated America. I was expecting worse. <laughs> you, you, you get a lot of those when you have these. I must I fully admit that's the case. All right. Let's cut to the chase. <laughs> Bill Schultz. Let's have George Newman come on. Pop his jean collar jacket right up. Crank Bon nice. Jovi and spin out in a Camaro IROC Z20 and gut the sacred cow. cow. I love when the guests jump in. Love, love it. it man. Hey, man, I love this. I love this show. This is the movie that basically your over-conservative father would watch on Blu-ray and has watched it more times and he's told you that he's loved you. You're Harry Dean Stan. You're Harry Dean Stan. Harry Dean Stan. I'll get to that guy in a minute. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't think this is the worst movie, but it's just not a good movie. All right? It is boring. It is long. It's just It's illogical. There's no logic actually in this movie whatsoever, in my opinion. First of all, you know, if you ever want to kill a couple of brain cells, go out to the middle of Long Island and start talking to a few people about this movie. <laughs> Every single one of them will say, hey, hey, this could actually happen. This would never happen. This can never happen. All right, they say in the movie they disguise uh, Russian planes as commercial flights, and that's how they got in. Well, that's great. You still got to call the tower and tell them, like, hey, unidentified aircraft. What the fuck are you doing? What's your <laughs> manifest? What's your flight log number? They wouldn't even made it to airspace. But then again, of course, you know, they would have shot down. There would have been no movie. But well, hold on. Know, the Saudi the Saudi princes escaped on 9-11 without any of that kind of. Hey, look, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm doing this review right now. And the fact that there's a Chinese <laughs> spy balloon out there really is kind of hurting me right now. Like a lot of them did. Like they went through Canada. Canada didn't do shit. And uh, Red Dot. <laughs> just, but uh, I, someone said it before. And I, uh, why Colorado? Honestly, you know, they, they may not ever say it, but they're in Colorado. Oh, yeah. This movie spans from September through March. And they're in the fucking mountains in Colorado. All right. They would never have survived. I've been to Colorado. It's freezing. The air, the altitude there is ridiculous. It feels like someone's standing on your chest. You know, they would have died mm -hmm. from exposure, starvation, dehydration, a broken leg, infection, a fucking hangnail. It doesn't matter. These kids would have died. There's not a chance in hell. They would have looked like Jack, Jack Torrance at the end of The Shining, all, all, all six of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never thought of that. And you're right. Oh, yeah, dude, it's cold. I mean, but then you got, you know, the, the Russian troops. Like, this has to be the most inept army on the planet next to the ones in uh, uh, commando. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Graham? Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to use the line. You see the girl? I like to slit her throat like butter. Come on, see this night? Cut through another throat like butter. Your men make me laugh. If Matrix was here too, he'd laugh as well. As somebody who has seen the movie as many times as you, I am impressed. I love it. it was just on the other day, and it was the opening, the opening where the, you know, the trash truck pulls up. My wife goes, what is this? I threw my drink. I go, are you kidding me? Of all the times we watched this in this house. And she had to wait until you see him carrying the log. She goes, oh, commando. I go, God damn it. I've seen this at least 
75 times since we've been together. This is <laughs> bullshit. That's love right there, man. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It's actual love right there. <laughs> but it, it, again, it, this is a bunch of troops, the military trained Spetsnaz elite commandos, and they're going up against a bunch of kids who are playing Missile Command on Atari 2600 the day before. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance these kids would have won. I'm sorry. It's just illogical that a bunch of kids, you know, I mean, you know what would have been cool if they were in the mountains and they did like stuff like uh, booby traps like they did in uh, Goonies. Uh, yeah, Goonies or uh, uh, even like, uh, what's it, a First Blood, you know, a couple of uh, deadfalls, you know, like, you know, there's like little spikes, things like that. I mean, they're, they're using Russian AKs. Right. Um, and every Russian troop in this movie is a walking hard on. If you haven't noticed, like every time, like Jennifer Gray's in the shot or one of the girls are there, like they're like pawing all over, man. They're groping her like a drunk Guido at the Jersey shore. <laughs> every one of these guys is just like, you, you don't feel bad when they die. <laughs> the only thing missing you know. is them saying Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs in <laughs> Russian. This is my new haircut. <laughs> You knew where I was going on that. God, you're 100%, man. <laughs> Kevin, how many uh, guns did you recognize in this movie from your Modern Warfare 2 days? Oh, my. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that. I just bought it for PS5, the remastered version, and I'm playing it online every night again. <laughs> I swear to God, it's great. I learned some very colorful euphemisms during those days. <laughs> But uh, much like Commando, like when I said Commando, he had unlimited bullets. In this movie, the Wolverines have unlimited grenades and RPGs. Like in every oh, season, yeah. like five to ten grenades, RPGs at the ass. And here's a little uh, fun fact for you. I was watching this movie in preparation for this. And when the first RPG goes off, I heard the sound effect for it. And I go, I've heard that sound effect before. And obviously, I'm a child of the 80s, watch a lot of 80s flicks. And I was like, I know what that's from. And I looked it up and it comes from the classic 1984 film, The Last Starfighter. <gasps> really? Oh, yes. And if you no. don't like that movie, I'll fight you right now. That is a classic low grade Star Wars. You use the right words together. Low grade. <laughs> No, but I mean, the special effects in this movie, you can see when the RPGs goes off, they got the strings going. All of the guns sound the same. Doesn't matter if they're small, big, they all have the same pitch. This movie just drags for me. And, you know, the drama is just annoying. So with that, let's let's get to the characters. And the characters in this movie, they all obviously, this was like a platform to go on to better things. But if you didn't know that when you were watching this in 1984, if you couldn't predict their future, you wouldn't be able to tell any of them apart. They're all indistinguishable. You know, all the boys in this movie, they have that typical 80s, poofy side part held perfectly together, <laughs> spray, hairspray. you know, all of them had the same, like, you know, with the exception of two characters, and I'll get to those in a second, but they're basically all indistinguishable. And I, someone down to I'd be like, no, they all have their own separate identities. I go, okay, who said Wolverine's first then? Nobody was it, answered me. Was it didn't. Oh yeah, out. no. It, it's uh, like uh, like I didn't realize that white people all look alike as far as most <laughs> of the Wolverines. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, god, that's the truth. I mean, the, the women in this movie, like you know, Leah Thompson, uh, Jennifer Grey. To me, there's no point to them. It's just they didn't even have to even be in the movie. They were just there. It was kind of funny. It just like they go to that uh, that that uh, the, the horse farmer, and you know, he's like, "Hey, boys." <laughs> You should do me a solid favor. I have two very attractive teenage girls locked in my basement. Would you mind taking them off my hand? Oh, it's right here. It's right here. 
spelled out. And I'm going to repeat it because I have good jokes written about it. I know you do, man, because I've said it because even the wife is against it. And she's like, no, no, don't put that on. I was like, don't worry. These two attractive teenage girls will be fine with this gaggle of horny teenagers. <laughs> A bunch of horny teenagers that go by Wolverines. They're going to be good. Oh, that would be perfect. And the thing that's messed up is that at one point in this movie, they actually wound up going back to the horse farmer's place. They could have all hit out there. They never would have been found and they all would have lived in the movie. Love that. Yeah. Leah Thompson, I, I laugh at her in this movie because she has the worst awful face whenever she's shooting any of these machine guns. <laughs> she, she looks like a guy that basically walks, like accidentally sees himself in the mirror while he's beaten off. <laughs> I call that the Marky Mark boogie nights. Like, I can fuck, I can fuck, I can get hard. We watch when he's all coke dicked out. <laughs> I saw a movie in the theater with two of my friends and that last scene still scars me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fake dong. Oh, oh, he just whips out. I'm a big, beautiful, bright, shining star. No, yeah. no, you, you got to do it. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, I can't stand in this movie. He cries three quarters of the way through it. I mean, like Jennifer Grey, more than likely, has been macing him the entire movie just to get him away from it. It's like, no, 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 Jennifer, you don't understand. We're going to be in another movie together. We're supposed to be a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's like, you know, when he's shooting that Russian uh, soldier and his, uh, the traitor, you know, He's sitting there, he's screaming, and he's he sounds like he's passing a stone. He's like, ah, like he's screaming. He's like, it's <laughs> it's not inner conflict, man. It's just too much calcium in your diet. <laughs> Who knew that Charlie Sheen would actually be the voice of reason in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> of all things, Charlie Sheen is definitely not the voice of reason. Kids, let's not be like Charlie Sheen. Your white cell count will be lower. <laughs> <laughs> Powers Booth. Powers Booth is the Obi-Wan Kenobi of the Wolverines. And he's he's kind of throwaway in my opinion. Well said. Well yeah. said. You know, they didn't need him. They were doing fine without him. And it's just funny, like Leah Thompson has her pick the litter as far as guys in the Wolverines. And she goes after the guy that can collect Social Security. You know, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Fun, fa fun, fun, fun fact that I omitted. He was supposed to be, you ready for this? 38. <laughs> he, he did look a day over 104. 38. Yeah. How is it? And, he... Wait, wait, wait. And, and they cut a love scene from this film because they said this would be too gross. Or the age difference, quote unquote. I too would kill to see that love scene. Yeah. They were all living in the mountain for months without a shower. They had a smell of a healthy combination of hot mustard and jockage. <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do? Make a user as a party favorite, stick a pine cone in her hoo ha too? <laughs> Gross. Uh, but the worst character for me is C. Thomas Howell's character, Robert. I can't stand him. I, yep. I mean, th this guy is supposed to be the badass, and he's a hundred pounds soaking wet, carrying a cinder block. And they're, <laughs> they're walking up to me like, "All oh, that hate's gonna burn you, boy." Keeps me warm. Dude's about as intimidating as a fresh pair of white socks. I'm not even kidding. It just <laughs> you came loaded for bear with jokes, and I love I it. Not. Oh my god! All of these things were just pointless and worthless. So there's a lot of scenes in this movie that aggravate me. Like some are just absolutely hysterical. Some are Kevin. That doesn't happen. Yes. So, so in the beginning, the first scene, the opening scene. Look, I won't lie. They get to the action right away. So there's really no pause. It's like, okay, there's problems. People parachute in, guns are blazing. The teacher walks right out. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on, friend? They got a whole bunch of soldiers there pulling out machine guns and RPGs. What the fuck do you think was happening? 
<laughs> Hold on. It's, Col- it's Colorado. Was it deer season already? <laughs> Oh God, Wabbit season. They kill, they season. they kill the one black guy in Colorado in the first five minutes. I was going to say like there's like no yeah. black people in Colorado. That they kill the yeah. one guy. Was, who, and who was the next one? Token from South Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, that doesn't happen, Kevin. The scene where the Russians I, and I know this is Soviet Union, and everyone's going to give me shit about it in comments, but whatever. I'm going to still call them Russians. Fuck it. Right. They line up all these townspeople and they're going to execute them. And the Wolverines show up to save the day and they just shoot them all. And, you know, you got two Wolverines on a 30 foot cliff, just yeeting grenades into the open tank. (laughs) Yay big. That doesn't happen. I watched this scene. I went, damn, that's going to bounce off and kill half the townspeople. (laughs) They were the Steph Curry of grenade shots uh right there they went in every hole like yeah (laughs) yeah their follow-through looked like if seth rogan tried to drain a three (laughs) (laughs) that guy george (laughs) the foxhole scene is actually my favorite scene in the movie because it's cool and you can't tell me as a kid you didn't go in your parents backyard try to dig your own little foxhole so you could do the same exact thing that they did where you'd sit there and cover but you imagine the amount of effort that goes into digging one of those. I'm sorry. I don't speak gay code, George. What is that? Oh, <laughs> monster rain. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it seemed like they're sitting there like and the, the, the tank gets blown up. And they start chasing Jennifer Gray and the dude whips out a switchblade like a 50s greaser. And he starts chasing her through the fields and they pop up out of the ground. They went through all that effort to kill three people. <laughs> but by the way, talk about putting Jennifer Gray in a really bad situation. Like, uh, like they, they picked her to do a really. D- oh, okay. she always got a short straw. I was always yeah. like, all right, you're going to get coffee. You're going to get donuts. You're going to go out and you're going to blow shit up. <laughs> <laughs> chance for chance for death, 100 uh, percent. The last scene in the movie that not the last scene, the uh, the where Swayze dies, the Swayze. The you lose scene where he goes up against, as I call him, the Uber Russian, who oh. really make no mention of who this man is. He just shows up out of one day and he's he's just saying he just shows up and he's got him dead to rights. And all of a sudden he just goes, you lose with a <laughs> usual tears coming down his face. And uh, <laughs> the guy turns around. And they wind up shooting each other. And shoot him. Yeah. Like, all you have to do is not open your mouth. Don't open your mouth. Don't do the you lose. Say you lose after you shoot him. How about did, that? Did, did if and this is why Last Action Hero is one of the greatest films that no one cares about. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, you you talk too much. Oh, you bad guy, just talk too much." And then they, they do the whole spoof, which I love that film. I make no make no apologies for loving that film. Oh, the, oh that, it's great. Fun fact for you, then the uh, the teacher who dies in the beginning is the captain from. It's Atlanta. also yeah. written right here. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm stealing your thunder, man. That's all right. You're the guest. You do what you got to do. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The funniest scene of the movie for me, and I did laugh at this, which shows how ridiculous this movie is. The 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 Cuban, uh, what is he, a general, whatever. He's sitting there and he's writing to his wife, you know, about the horrors and the atrocities of war. And, you know, he's talking about he misses waking up next to her, seeing her beautiful black hair, and that he's going to put in for his resignation. I actually had to rewind that scene because I was laughing <laughs> my ass off. Because the, the Russian captain behind him was reading a fucking Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I didn't know that. It was it was like watching a naked gun skit where they're having a serious conversation and someone behind him is lit on fire. I mean, the guy is sitting there, he's reading the Playboy, and then he turns it sideways to look at the centerfold. I go, if you're this was supposed to be an emotional moment where a man realizes that what happened was not right. He should move on from it. Instead, I'm focused on the guy sitting there working on his spank bank material. It's hilarious. I didn't, I didn't even catch I totally it. didn't notice that. I didn't I catch just sat there. All. I'm laughing. My kid woke up from a sound sleep because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Uh, all right, so th- the worst scene for me uh, is the one that is the um, the Avenge Me scene. It's Ugh. it's comical. There's no logic in this. It's supposed to be an emotional thing, and in my opinion, they just all right. Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen, they walk to the re-education camp. They find their father. The father comes over and he's like, oh, I was tough on you boys. Do you remember those times we went to the playground in the park? <laughs> he's going on for five minutes. His idiot children didn't even think once to go look for a pair of bolt cutters. It's a <laughs> chain link fence. We're not talking the Great Wall here. You're like, you're like, oh, dad, just shut up for a minute. We appreciate this, but we're going to get you out of here now. Click, 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 click. You're gone. The avenge me thing. He starts screaming it. And he's like, I don't think he was actually saying avenge me to his kids. I think he was saying it to the guards because his kids are so fucking stupid. <laughs> so look, in a nutshell, this movie is way too long. There's literally only like five action scenes in it. And one of them is a montage. Montage. And <laughs> honestly, just not a fan of it. I, if I were to give it a letter grade, I'd say at least C minus D plus. But yeah, I give a C minus the letter grade. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bill Schultz. <laughs> let, 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 me hear you, let me hear you arm any kind of responsible argument against this well-formed, cogent argument. It was a very well-formed and cogent argument, although I do maintain that Kevin does not know what any of those words mean. Um, I Googled I, <laughs> I, I have not seen it in a while, and I watched it this weekend. Um, of course, I was texting Kev about the one bazooka scene where they just take out one person in the <laughs> helicopter. Yeah. Because, and by the way, this goes back to a bigger point. The movie's budget, they, the one guy dies in the helicopter. The helicopter's fucking fine. And you keep waiting for the helicopter. Okay, well, I don't know how that works. It's a bazooka. One guy goes out, but then the helicopter. We're gonna get the the money shot that is the helicopter going into the uh, into the mountain. Nope. Helicopter just kind of flies off. Well, one guy. I mean, the Wolverines could have gotten more of us. It's a fucking bazooka. The movie's budget was seventeen million dollars. All right, that is not that is a decent budget back then. That's a pretty good budget. Where was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, uh, I like, like, you know, you know, when they tell you in Top Gun that the Navy only allowed so many flight scenes and so they reused a lot of them. And at the time, you never noticed it. And now that's all you see. I saw it every time in Red Dawn. The same fucking one plane was going over and over again. It was the same shot multiple times. At the end of it, when they go into like they like Leah Thompson and the no name white guy who would, did not stand out at all in the entire movie, but I guess he's going to repopulate America with Leah Thompson after she's done after she's done fucking her uh, son in Back to the Future. Mm. Um, they um, like th- th- we're supposed to see something that is America's free man land. No, it's the it's like an, a throwaway shot of a prairie. And dances with wolves. There's nothing there. I don't know where this budget went. Uh, like, I remember it in my child's mind as being effing awesome. It was so great, and I didn't, I didn't see the stuff that Millis was trying to give us at, uh, throughout the entire thing. And apparently, he got kind of blacklisted for being as much of a Republican director as he was in Hollywood. And that sucks, but I mean, it was so heavy-handed that there is quite literally a scene at the beginning where gun lover that John Milius is, and this is true, he got a million dollars for the movie, and with every contract he had, also you have to buy me a gun of my choice. That was his contract, which I respect. But that was his contract. There was a scene where the uh, an American dies and a Russian grabs it, puts his foot on the hand, Ugh. grabs the hand that is already dead, and takes his revolver. Right above it is a bumper sticker that says, you can take my guns when you pry them off my cold, dead hand. <laughs> and, and then further afield, this, the Cuban guy, who's the kind of guy who's like the only like human in, in it, because he's Cuban and not Russian. And he's like, well, 
And he's the only one that has any strategies like, well, everyone that has a gun is registered. So go through that and we'll find out where all the guns are. And that was a big argument in the early 80s because the Democrats wanted people that had guns to be registered. And this is the director saying, see what happens when we get invaded by a, the Nicaraguans and the Russians and the Cubans. That's how they're going to get you. Uh, <laughs> it was real subtle. Um, and the like. Talk about telegraphing every plot point. The me the minute C. Thomas Howe is it C. Thomas Howe? Yeah. Yep. Uh famous for you know his black face in Soul Man. Uh, but when C. Thomas Howe drinks the uh, deer's blood <clears throat> and immediately, as if he was the Hulk getting the banner rays, it just changes like that, gulps it like it's a Bloody Mary. And it's like, it's a little salty, a little bloody, and just changes like that. And he's the one that kills their buddy that kind of sells them over there. And uh, the other guy that they catch, he's the one, not Patrick Swayze, because he's doing too busy crying and snotting down his nose, which is a signature move throughout the movie. And by the way, he's a good crier. Uh, just does that. He just becomes a merciless killer throughout. And by the way, there's no arc there. He just becomes that, and then he dies. We never see the repercussions of him being one thing, and then another, and then that's it. And apparently there was more Lord of the Flies things in the original script, but John had to do his see what happens with your guns thing and change the script a lot. But um, I, 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 I really saw a different movie. La this weekend that I saw <laughs> when I was a kid and absolutely dug it. And I still dig it because the Wolverines thing, the high school thing, all like all of that stuff, you know, you still get pumped up for it. But George is absolutely right. There's actually a shockingly few amount of action scenes for a huge budget. And, you know, and I, I showed you, Kev, like I tweeted this weekend, uh, like, Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze as brothers are less convincing than Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, at the very least, Arnold and Danny had chemistry. And Charlie tried, Ch Patrick Swayze's already got that hick accent that he had that I guess kind of works for Colorado. Charlie Sheen tried to do that and emphasis on tried. And Wait, um, you don't think he nailed it in Young Guns as well when he was that cowboy trying to that Western <laughs> accent? In fact, Charlie Sheen called his father in this movie "Daddy" made me laugh. Daddy, so. Daddy, <laughs> yeah. sound like a Jersey girl getting her first convertible. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a Jetta? And, and it was, it was really, it was like after the seventies when everything was gritty and bunch of bad endings and reality. And the 80s is all idyllic and stuff like that. Well, at the end, you know how it's going to go with Patrick Swayze, you know, carrying already a half-dead Charlie Sheen over to that bench. And I told Kev this already, too. Like, I think if it was made now, and certainly if it was made in the 90s, you see him die. You know they're about to die. But even at the end, 
You don't really see him die. And then Leah Thompson was a shitty voiceover at the end. We, you know, we never saw those brothers again. No, because they died and they don't show it. And, and then therefore in the audience's mind, like, well, maybe, I mean, you know, Charlie Sheen is bleeding more than C. Thomas Howell's cocktail of deer blood but maybe they somehow worked it out like they couldn't just make that move they it, they could go that dark and it's too it's too bad that john milius didn't steal the idea first from spielberg or think of it first excuse me where he has a picture of all the wolverines and they all just disappear one by one like marty mcfly's <laughs> brother and sister <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know i got and like you know i got i'm already bloviating too much but the last thing i would say is like uh, you know a, a bad movie that i'll watch all the time when it's on mel gibson the patriot it's a horrible movie i admit that if it's on tv i'm watching the fuck out of it and in the patriot they make the redcoats look like fucking nazis uh, they put a bunch of colonists, which never happened, into a church, kids and all, and then burn the church down. Never happened. And I will give Red Don this. You watch them just indiscriminately killing the townspeople mm -hmm. and doing all horrible things. And you're like, even as a kid in the 80s, you're like, yeah, the Russians love their children too, to quote Sting. Um, uh, there's no way they would do that. And now you look at the Ukraine and what's going on there. You're like, no, yeah, no, they do that. They do that. Yeah. And so I'll give it, give them that. But, um, eh, that, uh, I got more, but I kept your chopping as a bit. Go for it. Bill, give me a number one to 10. Um, all right. As an eight year old, a young eight or nine year old bill in 1984, it was a solid 10. Upon uh, reviewing, I six, I mean, I had a lot of nostalgia. I, there was lots I enjoyed. A six, it tops. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com where you can find some sweet-ass merch. And hey, have you left us a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review? If you haven't, shame on you. And I'll send Bill Schultz to come to your house and smoke all your cigarettes and drink all your booze. God I'll knows I, I know you will. So please do that because I love screenshotting our favorite reviews and putting them on all the socials. And of course, that's at GTSC Podcast. On Twitter, Gutting the Sacred Cow Podcast on TikTok, where they're going to steal all my information, as well as Instagram. <laughs> and don't forget to advertise with us, Gutting the Sacred Cow at gmail.com. Notes, opening preface. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll just summarize. The rest of the world is eating shit. <laughs> USA, A OK. -okay. Or I should say, in the blood sport terms, OK, USA. <laughs> oh, yeah. USA is doing great in the 80s, except for those pesky airline hijackings that kept the Delta Force franchise alive. <laughs> Let's also not forget Rocky, Rambo, Red Heat, Spies Like Us, Bonds, The Living Daylights. The Russians were oh, yeah. the ultimate whipping boy in the 80s. The only other group that got constantly beat on were the Nazis by Spielberg. Hey guys, did you notice it's Charlie Sheen before he allegedly cornholed Corey Haim on the set of Lucas? Forgot about that. You can't. Every time I hear that, I look at Charlie Sheen and go, boy, Corey Haim. Too bad it wasn't Corey Feldman he cornholed.
<laughs> he's kind of a monster. Chelsea is kind of a monster. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, it's, yeah. it's good to see the high school teacher that was also in Last Action Hero. I also confused him with the dad from 227, but here's how I learned to figure out the difference. The high school teacher has a medium-sized cyst on his forehead and should probably make an appointment with Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> it's, a, it's a size of a quarter. You can't, yeah. you can't miss it. The curse of HD. Five minutes and 48 seconds, and which includes credits, by the way. And we've got action. This movie moved as, like fast, that. This movie moved as fast as a porno plot line. That's good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. They, they told you exactly what it was within the opening day. Yeah. And right to fucking. Yeah. <laughs> this movie would be a lot better one if the Russians attacked the high school and lean on me instead. <laughs> they used to oh. call me Crazy Joe, now they can call me Batman. And they can call me Vladimir. <laughs> I guess I just missed my friend Andy. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong movie. <laughs> How the Christ did the Sways know to come back to the high school exactly 45 seconds after the Russians parachuted in? Mm -hmm. By the way, no one saw the convoy of Russian planes overhead, especially in a town yeah. that spends 40% of its day looking upwards in hopes to see signs of UFOs, Bigfoot, or the publisher's clearinghouse team. <laughs> a perfect 80s reference. Thank you. <laughs> These hillbillies, where do they go? They head for the mountains. How about pick a direction, go that way, and don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's how Kevin Goatee lives. <laughs> I'll ask the most obvious question. Why did the Russians and Nicaraguans and Cubans, did I get all those three right? Why Nicaraguans? Yes. Was this Manuel Noriega's kind of calling on the carpet? Why did they pick one of the podunk towns that doesn't even have an IHOP or McDonald's, for Christ's sakes? <laughs> Here's a quote that, I, that escaped me. How old are you, kid? 15. <laughs> 27 is what he really should have said. Because, because all these actors only looked second word to people in Greece who are actors who are not a day over 36 playing yeah. high school kids. Hey, here's a great here's a great idea. How about having a nerd start a fight with a jock while standing over a campfire? Here's <laughs> his big flex of being uh, was it a student body president? <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll have dork flambe in five minutes, guys. Forget the forget the weenies and the and the s'mores. Let me let me cook a nerd with a Star Wars hat first. <laughs> by the way, I was hoping the entire time that that guy with the Star Wars hat with his brim popped up was the first to get run over by a Russian tank. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> yeah. I love how these kids pasted branches to themselves in such a lazy fashion. They look like the kids with the shittiest Halloween costumes in their classroom that were homemade by their white trash parents. Oh, hey, wait, that hits hope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't know this or not, but you know who the best gossip in town is? The drugstore clerk. <laughs> that drugstore clerk had more info than the CIA and the NSA combined. <laughs> She's saying it so loud in front of one of the Russian troops that right. are walking around the store. You know what info would be good? Why are they invading a town that has maybe four traffic lights at most? That's what I want to know. 
Sure, sure, guys. Let's lead a secret mission to find your dad in a prison camp, and then, then he regales you stories about times on the swing set. Maybe something more apropos, like advice where the armies are located, plans, and locations on ammo storage would be more suitable to spew out to your kids. That, uh, you know, I loved you guys. I was tough. What a waste of screen time and film. <laughs> These Russians, these Russians tried having their way with my granddaughters, but I'm sure these teenage boys with raging hormones will be sure to keep their souls and innards remain pure and intact. <laughs> you know what passes the time in the middle of a Denver mountain range when you're not shooting Russians? Fucking. That's what passes the time. And no fucking! No one fucked! Jennifer Grey has always looked like a labradoodle. Bottom line. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Yeah. She is hot as fuck. Jennifer Gray would keep keeps me from exploding as I have sex with my wife, as opposed to reciting the 1985 Yankees lineup: batting one, Ricky Henderson; batting two, Willie Randolph; batting three, Don Mattingly; batting four, Dave Winfield. I can go on. Believe me. All right, Frank Draven. <laughs> batting five, Don Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I will. Next one, Lee. Thompson and Jennifer Grey need to be careful in the woods because remember bears can smell menzies <laughs> but but the bears can't smell a Super Bowl for the next decade right Bill Schultz <laughs> why 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 <laughs> because I'm a fan of kicking you when you're down which is every day the, the mayor is also in my cousin Vinny did you guys catch that yes oh, I forgot about him what a spineless coward forcing his son to swallow a tracker. Did he think by turning his sons back to his friends with a with a tracker in his colon, he'd somehow get reelected? But hey, don't worry, because you know Charlie Sheen's proclivity for cornholing young actors, he might have pushed that right back up into his small intestines. Hey guys, I, <laughs> I love the fact that the mayor had his own car and they recognized it. Like the mayor had like a Batmobile car. Yeah. Who has ever grown in uh, grown up in a small town where the mayor had a relegated mayor car? Right. And they read. That's how they. <laughs> they did an Animal House. Yeah. Can you blame the Russians for shooting those Americans? For singing the Star Spangled Banner, it's so off key. I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> good old Francis Scott Key himself would have pulled that musket trigger himself. Thank God you said it. I was going to it. I was like, oh, that might be too. That might be. Wrong. Oh, I feel every time I hear YMCA in Yankee Stadium, and I'm equally as uh, equally as annoyed as you are while we stand next to each other and hear that awful, awful rendition of a horrible song that implies gay sex in a community shower. Yes, sir. Yeah. All good family fun for everyone in the Bronx. <laughs> if you couldn't see those sho those soldiers running to that kill box where the Wolverines popped out of the ground, you have glaucoma worse than Kirby Puckett, and we all know how he ended up. <laughs> oh, God. R.I.P. R.I.P. Love Kirby Puckett. One of the fatter people that hit the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tony Gwynn was another one. Oh, don't forget the oh, greatest yeah. of all time, Babe Ruth. Okay. Case made. I'm halfway. Yeah, but Babe Ruth oh. wasn't also recruited by the NBA like Tony Gwynn, as That's fat true. as he was. I'm halfway to this film, and them yelling Wolverines has no contacts in the movie yet, unless you caught a glimpse of their high school jacket. So let's everyone calm yeah. down. Jennifer Grey is a suicide bomber in this film. You know who else was Matthew Broderick when he was behind the wheel with her and killing someone in Ireland. 
<laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. And yep. a well and a well written joke. Thank you. <laughs> no one talks about that anymore. Matthew Broderick is guilty of vehicular homicide. So is Bruce Jenner, and they're both still running around at large. <laughs> Be- Powers Booth is here too. I look like I'm roasting people. He's easily a member of the '80s, '90s All Star team of. Hey, I know that guy, but I forgot what movie. Yeah, yeah. But I, let's not forget the greatest film he was ever in, Tombstone. Tombstone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Besides, and George, you already beat me to the punch on a lot of these points, you son of a bitch. These f- characters, besides Swayze, are so unfor- so forgettable. Yes. I, I can't even tell you any of their names except for Jed no. and Tony, because it's a yeah. dude's name. I don't know anyone's name. I don't know any of their, their, their proclivities or anything about them except the dude has his dad as the mayor, and that's it. And, Sway- and, and the Swayze and Charlie Sheen are brothers. Brother. That is it. And as a result, you don't care about him right the russian general looks like a much skinnier version of borat's friend azamat (laughs) (laughs) you would have made this movie better them rolling naked in an elevator together him and the sways just like borat (laughs) little 69 action i would love to see schultz bill schultz do wolverine stuff but at the campfire at night he'd be smoking while leah thompson gives him an indian burn causing him to shriek loudly and swallow his fake tooth in the process <laughs> why why i'm right here I know like, focus focus on roasting the people in the movie rather than someone that's staring at you via the zoom i love you that's why i do it to your face <laughs> Did here's a here's a question for the gallery. Did Soul Man sound the death knell for C. Thomas Howell's career? I oh, think I it think did. So. I think it did. Yeah. yeah. Hey, here's a that doesn't happen for George. They're all laying six feet from a tank that's firing off mortars and their eardrums aren't blown into Wyoming. Yes. That doesn't happen. Yes. They're all sitting there having a conversation. Like, no, they're not looking for us. They should have blood coming out of their ears. Do you remember a little film called Under Siege where Tommy Lee Jones has his ears blown out because of the, gut, the yeah, guns going off? Like, they address it properly there. Why can't they hear? <laughs> People who defend this film still wear their high school or jean jacket with a collar popped and drove their 1980 Camaro to the theater and did donuts in the parking lot after the movie was over while shouting Wolverines. <laughs> I might have done that. I haven't seen Patrick Swayze cry like this since Charlie Sheen said he banged Swayze's girlfriend without a condom and sprayed his tiger jizz inside of her. <laughs> then she too has AIDS. I'm on fire. I really am on fire. Dude, that was good, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is good. Bill Schultz, you son of a bitch. You texted me this as we were uh, five minutes after I finished watching this scene. So a rocket fired into a helicopter, kills the gunner, but that doesn't blow the helicopter up. No! That- does it have look i always suspend a ton of disbelief for 80s 90s action film fuckery you know i love it you listen to this podcast this is too big of a pill to swallow i could swallow rambo going into a camp in afghanistan and rescuing <laughs> colonel troutman with nary a scratch except for one bullet hole that he seals with gunpowder but I can't, I can't I can't fathom one rocket launcher doesn't take out an entire rocket i'm sorry it sucked 
Jennifer, it reminded me of uh, what's it, uh, Rambo First Blood Part Two. I mean, they used the uh, explosive arrows and took down the uh, helicopter. Why couldn't they do it in this one? I mean, yeah, and that was such a great like payoff. Like, holy shit, explosive arrows. Rambo First Blood uh, Part Two was nineteen eighty. Was was nineteen eighty five? Kids, they I learned from their mistakes. Mm. Here you go, Bill. This one's for you. Jennifer Grey couldn't use her nose to deflect those bullets like Wonder Woman uses her gold bracelet to deflect them. You know what? I appreciate a woman with imperfections. Uh, she was dead to me when she got the nose job. I think you just appreciate a woman, period. Yeah, I, and I appreciate a woman on her, period. Uh, I'll take him. I'll Bill, take him. Bill Schultz is an avid Blackhawks Black fan, but he loves to root for the Red Wings. I see. I don't. Look, I don't. I don't drink. I don't drink Deer's blood, like C. Thomas Howell. But I'll drink other blood. He, yeah. went, he went full. <laughs> he went full Teen Wolf, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. After that, that was you guys beat me to the punch on that. So I don't need to re, re, <laughs> reboot that one. The suicide mission to attack the camp is just pure horseshit. Why can't Patrick Swayze do what we all do in modern warfare too? Drop to one knee and then let loose with that lame ass catchphrase. By the way, I'm going to tell you right now, and I will not entertain any other notions or acceptances or any kind of entrance in this category. The absolute best catchphrase in movie history is diplomatic immunity has just been revoked. No one's stopping it. Don't even try, guys. And the Nicaraguan general just says, via con Dios, after seeing Sheen and Swayze limp off to their desk when they have just finished demolishing their forces and camp. Do you think General General MacArthur told any Filipino soldiers, good luck, fellas, I'll see you in the afterlife? Unlikely. <laughs> By the way, how the hell does Leah Thompson and that other dude, I didn't even Google to see who the other guy was. Don't know who he is. And yeah. that other dude know that their town was free. Carrier pigeon, fireworks, yeah. X-wings and Y-wings streaking through the sky, shooting fireworks while Ewoks dance with humans and droids alike. How old do they know that they're free? Well, and again, what was the town? I, all I saw was prairie. Right. I, like, I was like, they, they, they were so effed up. They're just like, oh, this is a field. I want to kill myself right now. Hey, here's a free place. Let's <laughs> pretend there's people here. By the way, another fun fact. You know one of the actors in this name in this film's name is Darren Dalton, also the name of a Phillies catcher back in the 80s and 90s. Oh, who I got, remember, oh yeah. Who got in a drunk car crash with Lenny Dykstra. Shit, Lenny. Mm. <laughs> Nails. Again, I pat myself in the back, fellas. My batting average for seeing movies as a kid and having damn near the same score as an adult is breathtakingly spot on. The only film that comes to mind that I remember seeing as a kid as an adult going, oh boy, was Batman Returns, and we talked about it on this very podcast. I found no reason why people love this as a kid, and as an adult, it is even more trash. This is the dirty side of the 80s cheese and fuckery coin. Look. You know I love action films from the 80s and 90s. Running Man, Commando, Rambo, Rocky, Big Trouble in Little China, Bloodsport. All these had that certain 80s Je cheese. Rocky 2 and 3, actually 3 more likely, and 4 I'll speak of. Not 1 and 2, those were in the 70s. But this film completely eschews a sensical plot, character development, and does not build up enough credit for all the complete horse shit that goes on in this film. The execution is piss poor with a legit fun idea in mind the 90s did a film like this you remember it was called toy soldiers ever see it yeah no one else did 
80s filmmakers took a lot of liberties with audiences. Some would argue that they felt audiences at the time were ragingly stupid. I would agree because this movie is the keystone in my argument for that. This film is garbage from top to bottom. I defy people to defend this eight-car pileup of a film. I've said it before a million times. I despise reboots. Except... Uh, yeah, I despise reboots when they take great films and reboot them. But this film is the exception. The original stinks. I'm mildly curious to see if the reboot is better, but it breaks my sequel or reboot rule. The original being was oh, this is PG-13. They both are PG-13. I take that back. I highly doubt it's good. I will not see the reboot. You may have loved it then, but there is no goddamn way you can love this film now. And if you do, you're lying to yourself or your IQ limits are so low that you laugh at Kevin Hart's stand-up specials. <laughs> Two and a half out of ten. Fuck this oh, wow. film. There is nothing redeeming about it. Wolverine. It sounds like you have a stroke when you yell it. No one found that finds this film funny, entertaining at all. You said it before. Five action scenes for this price tag. Yeah. Why do you love it? You saw it when you're eight. You loved it then. There is zero redeeming it now. Zero. Terrible film. Two and a half wow. out of ten. I don't know why there's a half in there, but I gave it a two and a half. <laughs> I would add one thing. Uh, I will never see the reboot either, but it shows what how, how big of a giant pussy mill Hollywood is. Because in the uh, reboot, yes. which is an interesting idea, China was going to invade us. Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, they changed China for obvious reasons because they want to be, uh, of course, the movie was never put in China regardless, but they don't want to piss off China. So the last minute they changed it to North Korea invade us because that would happen. Mm-hmm. They're eating grass over there, people. They've got five people in their army. They got a nuke. That's all they got. That would happen. Like with that's mi- what they did with mismatching uniforms and horrible haircuts <laughs> and shitty music coming out. Critics, five star reviews. One could regard Milius's treatment as almost mythic. His manner and character spare his ending grim and reflective on the historical pattern of occupying powers and the forces that resist them. What does that mean? A gobbledygook. It's a word salad that I makes have, you sound smart. Oh. I have an above average intelligence IQ, but that meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Certainly a silly conservative leaning product of its decade, but one that still holds cachet as a fun and exciting bit of escapism. Okay. <laughs> Wackadoo righties, but it's entertaining. The smartest slash dumbest movie of 1984. I can argue gremlins. I can argue gremlins. <clears throat> or a mannequin? Was that out? <laughs> oh god, that movie sucks. <laughs> that might have been eighty. I prefer Mannequin Two on the on move. The move. Of yeah. course you do. Of course you do. Released in the midst of the renewed Cold War nuclear dread, Red Dawn doesn't star for unintended wackiness. That I embrace. Agreed. <laughs> Critics, one star reviews. It packs plenty of rabble-rousing ammunition, but its sloppy execution is unlikely to win any merit badges for marksmanship. Gee, can this reviewer shoehorn in any more of these forced weapon Cub Scout mentions in this review? Can they? Really? He absolutely got molested by his Cub Scout master, by the way, (laughs) for throwing that out. With a pine cone. (laughs) That's what he told him. <laughs> when it was released in the summer of 84, it was a big hit, which shouldn't come as a surprise. This was the year Reagan won the presidency in a landslide. And if nothing else, 
Red, Red Dawn plays like a Reaganite masturbatory fantasy. <laughs> Fair. Red Dawn knows what it wants. Note Red Dawn knows what it wants to say. It just has a hard time saying it and too often goes for the easy score instead of really delving into the possibilities of the scenario. I agree. Yeah. Red baiting pablum about some brat packers, here dud the Wolverines, who rescue Colorado from a Soviet occupation. Re- risibly bad don't they mean visibly or is risibly a word did i miss something bill schultz you're the uh, journalist risibly is not a word thought so jingoistic and awfully laughable to boot often laughable to boot excuse me amazon five star reviews watching it several years in the future the tactics and strategies are still relevant although many of the players have changed most of what is portrayed in this movie has played out in other countries over the past few decades. An enjoyable watch for anyone who likes action, adventure, and war movies, and a special treat for those with an interest in foreign policy. Signed, Dax Shepard. <laughs> uh, a stark reminder of what the communists and liberals would have you endure. God bless America, the U.S. Constitution, and our republic. Signed, Steve Harvey. <laughs> watch this with my teenage kids afterwards one said to me dad now now i understand so much of what you do if you haven't seen this movie you owe it yourself to watch sounds like dad is in the state sounds like dad is in the militia and was also a y2k prepper as well sounds like dad's a camper in modern warfare too <laughs> <laughs> what's his handle i'll find him tonight <laughs> why this, this one's great why watch the movie pretty soon it's outside your door <laughs> god that's some q shit right there amazon one star reviews now i want to point out that red dawn is part of a number of movies that have been so affected from what can be best described as anti-communist derangement syndrome in some decades it is even so purely toxic when something like that would keep influencing the minds of people everywhere, even the present moment after the farce of the Cold War, especially for the conservative lunatics in America. It's so sad indeed. Therefore, Red Dawn truly deserved only a single star for being the worst kind of movie in cinema history. It starts and ends nowhere. It's Colorado. It's not nowhere. How dare they? It's a wonderful state. Yeah, you know, right, that Peter Forsberg <laughs> pros, some Go good acting. Yeah, pros, some good acting. I'm thinking of Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen, who played it very differently, but whom were each real in their own way. Cons no real beginning to the story to draw you in, just words quickly flash on the screen. Was there what there was of a story didn't make any sense? You had to dispense this, you had to suspend a lot of disbelief. No real relationships were developed in the film. No real ending. Again, just a short voiceover. It's a little depressing, like the end of the, like the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. What? <laughs> I, all right. Why are we giving these people airtime? Yeah, I like of the Body Snatchers. Uh, never mind. Nope. Sorry. Last one. I would have given it a higher rating, but the dialogue was seriously boring and the entire predictable script didn't help matters. I'm reading verbatim, kids. I don't edit. (laughs) Actors read their lines off. Actors read their lines as if reading off a cereal box designed for eight-year-olds while offstage. I could practically hear the director shouting, say that with more manufactured emotion, please. (laughs) 
<laughs> Add to that a few too many. What was the director thinking moments? All in all, I couldn't finish. There are much better movies to watch if you need to kill a couple hours. Fair. Bill Schultz, did George Newman gut the sacred cow? Impressively so. Uh, it was very well done, and it made me giggle. You ready for this? He's done a lot better job than some of the other gutters we have on here. <laughs> I prepared. I was like, I am not losing this shit again. <laughs> yeah, we know in two seconds who's kind of like winging it or like who's like, I know what's going on. I know what to expect, and I've come loaded for bear. George Newman, do you have anything to plug besides anonymity so you don't get fired from your current job? <laughs> exactly. My name is not George Newman. <laughs> Yes. I just, I, do you that, work for a deli in Colorado? As, my he's name a, is Big Dick McGee. Yeah, he's he's the local manager of a subway in Boulder. <laughs> Bill Schultz, I know you've got something to plug. Let's hear it. Oh yes, uh, Compound Media. Um, you know it's subscriber base, which is antiquated. But if you DM me on Twitter, I'll, get, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a deal. Uh, don't come for me. Joanne Osajinski is actually kind of funny. She's my co-host and certainly fun to look at Monday through Thursday noon, but you know, you can watch it whenever. And, uh, soon to be on gutting the sacred cow, Mr. Mike Baker. Uh, when this comes out, actually, it'll, it, it, it's, uh, it'll be up tomorrow. Uh, I, I have a profile of Mike on maxim.com. Yes, it still exists. Um, about does it him. really? I quit my subscription. Like <laughs> About, I don't know, eight, nine years ago? I, I said maxim.com. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, talking, about, talking to him about his new book. It'll be fun. Lots of giggles. Um, so please click on that so I can get paid. I was going to say, why are you promoting this so hard? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that that's the sense. cool world of uh, writing these days, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, but, give, uh, yeah, give thanks for having me, buddy. Oh, listen, you know we love you. I love you to death. Bill Schultz, do, check it out on Maxim. Do, do me a favor and click that as a solid. You don't you have to it. read it. Just click it. Yeah. I mean, you see this apartment if you're watching YouTube. You know he needs a little bit of help. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the aforementioned Joy Nosichinsky was on this very last week. The episode will be coming very soon, if not now. I where can't she wait. does Hunger Games, and the girl, like Katniss Everdeen, doesn't miss. Unlike Joe, unlike Jennifer Lawrence in the early days, did not miss a meal. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, as Kevin knows, there's nothing that Joanne hates more than Jennifer Lawrence. We get an, uh, we oh, have I, a segment for it. Yeah. I, I poke and prod. The segment's literally called Fuck Jennifer Lawrence. I, the woman I, hates her. I poke and prod that bear for a good hour and change if you, uh, <laughs> if you were listening, such if you were one to listen, which I know you will. KevinGoatee.com, guttingthesacredcow.com. Check out, guess what, guys? <laughs> comics Watching Comics is back. It's in the Facebook metaverse. Seasons one through eight, if not now, will be out very soon. So when you're done jerking off the VR porn, again, who isn't? Uh, go over and check out some ha-has and hee-hees and ho-hos over at the Gutting the Sacred Cow in the joke community room. Room. That's joke community room on the Facebook in the Facebook metaverse. Uh, comics watching comics. Enjoy all that. And listen, George Newman, you came on here second year Kill in a row. Will, uh, as, a, as, a, as a contest winner. No, it's not rigged. But damn, sir, you were fantastic. That was really good. Bill Schultz, I love you to death, my friend. Thank you again for jumping Love you on. too, buddy. You know what I'm drinking off to? Jennifer Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking she died. Oh my God. I'd rather jerk off the Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. <laughs>
Kevin yeah, Goetz. I'll be, I'll be doing that after the refractory period's over. Wait, well, wait. I, I, I got both. What's your brown note? It's time to start the music. It's time to light the lights. <laughs> That's his brown note. Kevin Goatee, Bill Schultz, George Newman. God, I had a blast. We'll see you all next week. We'll see you later. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.